Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 930 in 716. Because inquiring minds want to know. There's no question he's thinking about it. So stay tuned. We'll see what he eventually decides and where he comes down on the issue. Will David Bellavia run for NY27. If that's if that's what the party wants and the chairman want, and I'm called to serve, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna serve my country. So we wait for that process and that final decision. I'm Tim Wenger on 9:30 and 7:16. It's hard for us around here to watch, wait, and wonder with all of you as to whether David Bellavia will run for a seat in Congress representing NY27, of course, recently vacated by Chris Collins. A likely special election has yet to be set. We got a glimmer as to what David might be thinking as he returned to Bowerly and Bellavia on Monday. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I was reached out to uh, by Tim Wenger. I was in West Point doing my, you know, just doing my army thing. And they said, can we, could we, could you call in? And I said then that I, I needed to get home. It was over a week ago and I have to get home and then I'm going to go and talk to the people that requested to talk to me. And The pressure, it's on, but David is not buckling and he's not ruling anything in or out yet. Out of respect for some of these people that, you know, let's be honest, these are, you know, chairmen of all the different counties. Uh, they, you don't just... You don't just put a statement out in the media or on the radio. You That's disrespectful to them. They're trying to plan. I don't want to make this dramatic. and I'm not trying to. Here's the reality. I hear a lot of people talk about what they want to do. Okay. This is good for their career. This is an attractive seat. No one is talking about what's good for the district. And at the end of the day, this decision has to be what's best for New York 27. And I'm certainly not going to put my ambition uh, over the district. But I'm not going to sit here and, and tell you, well, this is my decision without at least seeing these people face to face and hearing what they have to say, sharing them my personal thoughts about what I think is going on and uh, then make that decision with them. And then you tell the, the rest of the world what's happening. But I'm not trying to hijack the system. I'm not trying to put myself above the system. And that's been done in the past, Tom Bowerly. Uh-huh. A lot well, that has been done in the past. I'm saying, look. Let's put this whole you know, chapter behind us and let's focus on what's best for the district. Get the, the person that is the, the best representative, cir- you know, circle the wagons around them and uh, support whoever the party chooses. Would you answer a hypothetical? Sure. Okay. Uh, the president of the United States says, I think you could serve the country better in Congress, uh, more effectively in Congress than you can with anything you're doing with the United States Army. I would like you to run for NY27. I mean, I, that's obviously the commander in chief's got, uh, you know, I'm working with the Army right now, and, and that's the chain of command. Uh, if the, the, the commander in chief made that statement, 
then that, that's, that's a game changer, right? Um, but again, you know, th- there's also the opportunity where the commander in chief says, I really need you in the army and let's continue to do this. And, you know, does that mean that I'm recruiting for the future or am I back in doing what I really want to do, which is serving the army and, and being a part of, uh, of the kinetic fight, you know, that's, that's out there too. But, you know, whatever, I've got advice from a million different sources and I'm just trying to show respect to the process and the people that ultimately are, are in there every single day trying to win seats and, and get people elected. And I'm not going to disrespect them by just coming out there and saying, here's, you know, absolutely, this is what I'm going to do. That's not appropriate. And I've done that in the past, by the way. I've done that in the past. And, you know, it. a lot of people, you know, it, it was it was the wrong thing to do. And I, I'm evolved enough to admit when I make mistakes and in 2010 and, and, uh, you know, again, the primary that, that we ran in 2012 was an open seat. It was not against a sitting incumbent. Uh, that's, you know, usually the, the thing that our side doesn't do. Yeah, I was, I was kind of thinking that the fact that it is an open seat might be a game changer for you and your mental approach to this. Well, there's a whole process here because, uh, you know, th- this is very similar to what we had, uh, you know, obviously with the Chris Lee situation where you have uh, how that process with a special election works. Uh, who you you know the the, the chairs are going to pick what they're going to pick, uh, and yeah, look, I'm I'm not in a vacuum. I hear the positives and and I, you know it's humbling and it's great, but again, you can't put your ego and your ambition above what this is. This is not about you know a Wikipedia entry. It's not about leveraging for a higher seat. It's not about well if I run for Congress and in ten years this could happen and that could happen. If you're doing it for those reasons, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. You, 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 you're serving your country. You're serving your constituents. You're trying to make a difference. If you can help, you know, the people of a district, uh, you know, by taking attention that you've received and bringing home bacon and, and taking care of Western New York, which, by the way, we have not had for a very long time. Someone that's going to, you know, use their leverage to actually bring stuff home, like, you know, the Robert Byrd highway which has 19 lanes and nobody's on it in west virginia all these different things you see everywhere where people broker for things in the district if that's if that's what the party wants and the chairman want and i'm called to serve you know i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna serve my country but but there's the military there's a a tremendous amount and by the way there's a whole lot i'm you know i'm busy doing now that's doing exactly that you know taking care of uh, people and areas and there's a whole lot of goodwill and it's really cool to be a part of seeing you know i just saw like 50 kids in dallas swear in to become members of the military i mean that's ultimately that's where the rubber hits the road i mean we got nothing unless we have men and women willing to stand up and say me too uh, I mean, does the idea of being able to help or serve your country as a congressman or maybe down the road a U.S. senator or even as president, I mean, does that appeal to you in any way, shape, or form? I, you know, anyone that says that they want to be president of the United States should automatically be, be disqualified from being president of the United States or running for president of the United States. I mean, what does that say about you as a, as a person? That, you know, I, I just, I never in a million years thought that, I never wanted to be a Medal of Honor recipient. You know, it, that I never asked for it. I never lobbied for it. I never campaigned for it. It, it happened. So, uh, you know, I, I did try to run for, for Congress, and uh, I lost. And, uh, you know, I, the people are never wrong. You can't, you can't complain. The, the people, uh, this, is, this is the 
our great experiment there. They, they ultimately have the decision to make. And, and again, I just, it's, I just want to hear what they, where they're coming from, who their person is. There's, and by the way, Washington, D.C., they're doing the same thing. And don't be, this is going to be a national election. This will be the only special election in town. Uh, you're going to have a tremendous amount of outside money coming in. And, you know, there's there's people right now that are from Washington, California, New York. Everyone's talking about who their favorite is. And I, they're not important, those people. Those people in D.C. and those pe- none of that matters. It's the eight chairmen and women they are going to make their decision. And they they have earned the right with their position and what they do for the party to you sit down and you listen. You don't talk. You listen. And uh, you hear what they have to say. Well, it, it, it sounds to me like a man who's thinking seriously about running for NY27. Our political go-to guy, Carl Calabrese, is reading those tea leaves, and he smells a potential candidacy. You know, one of the things about analyzing politics is you look at trends. You look at what, what the movement has been. You do that in polls all the time. That's more important than the actual poll for that day is the trend, up or down. Um, if you look at that at the way he has approached this. You know, we've gone from him saying he's committed to the Army for the next year, that's his mission in life, period, door slam shut, to what you just heard. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk to leaders in the, in the district, I'm going to talk to people, you don't want to slam doors. The trend has been from no to, ah, I'm going to at least put my toe in the water and see. So if you're one of the other declared candidates already in the race, or you're just folks like us looking at it, there's no question he's thinking about it. So stay tuned. We'll see what he eventually decides and where he comes down on the issue. He says he's going to take his time on this, too, and you know, talk privately with party leaders throughout the eight counties here in western New York. He said it's more listening than it is talking. Is that the, the, the right tone, too? Oh, sure, yeah. From, from his standpoint, um, you know, he's, he's exploring it, and he's going to the party leaders um, and who may very well be called upon to to pick a candidate to run in a special election, uh, maybe in as soon as January or or April, sometime in that time frame, whenever the governor sets it. Uh, but you know they're the ones, the the eight chairs uh, in this uh, in this congressional district, who will may end up picking a candidate, hand picking a candidate for a special election prior to the primary. So he's, that's the right approach to take. These are the folks who may decide the fate of a, of a person uh, thinking about running for Congress. Taking a look at the person leaving that seat, are you surprised that it was so soon after resigning? Uh, Chris Collins is officially, I don't know if you could say moving, but changing his residence to Florida? No, I'm not surprised. I'm surprised that it took as long as it did. I mean, you know, his life is going to be tense enough uh, between now and his sentencing date in January and then beyond that. Uh, to, you know, every time you leave the house to have media people there with microphones uh, under your, your mouth shouting questions at you, uh, he needs to just step out of that for probably his own mental health and just await the decision of the court come January. So not surprised at all. Uh, probably, you know, something that he just had to do given the, the uh, you know, all of the hype around this issue and the interest of the media. He just doesn't need that in his life right now. Carl, does Florida get him out of the storm? Or does it also maybe offer some other protections, too, by changing his legal address to that state? I don't think it offers any legal protections uh, from his situation now. He's going to be sentenced. Uh, He's pleaded guilty. Uh, He's got a court date, and regardless of where he lives, 
uh, at the time he's going to fly back and face the judge and face the court and, and hear what his sentence is. I, I think if this is purely just a way to bring the temperature down and you know, lessen the tension and stress uh, in his life, which has got to be sky high anyways now. I mean, just think about it. If, if you're awaiting a sentence uh, by you know, having pled guilty to a federal offense, a felony offense, that has anywhere, you know, two, three, four, five years of jail time. I mean, just think about the, just what that would do to your mental condition and your, your stress level. It's, it's, just, it's really a tough situation, and he's going to have to face it. And so the last thing he needs is, you know, the media camped outside his, his front door uh, every day trying to shout questions at him. So with Collins in Florida waiting sentencing and NY27 vacant for the time being, will David or won't David? Well, only time will tell. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.